Hello and welcome back to another episode of Binge List and Box Office Hits, the podcast about all things film, TV and streaming, with your host, Shannon Holiday, and me, Letitia Thomas. And welcome back to another episode of Binge List and Box Office Hits. I am your host, Shannon Holiday, and I'm joined once again by the lovely Letitia Thomas. Hello. I'm going to start calling you when I finally intro this, um, Shelf Master Shannon. Shelf Master Shannon. Please enlighten the audience as to why I would be called Shelf Master Shannon. So a couple of weeks ago when we did an our IKEA trip so I could get a bookshelf for all my movies, Yes. Um, Shannon decided he was going to get shelves for his records. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, how are you going to secure them to the the, the wall? Like, I felt very screws. DIY that day. And you said, you've been watching Home Improvement. And you said, <laughs> I have. You said, it's good. I figured it out. And you're right. And you're like, yeah, it's cool. I'll figure it out. I'm like, okay, I guess you can borrow a screwdriver, like a, a drill from a few people, yeah. whatever. And you were like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Anyway, <laughs> he sends me photos of it. He goes, they're on the wall and they ain't going anywhere. I'm like, what'd you use? He's like, no, it's all right. They're not going anywhere. I was like, well, okay, cool. <laughs> And then I, I um, really envisioned the character of Tim the Tall Man Taylor in this moment because yeah. I I felt so certain. You I were, felt so certain. And I just went whatever because again, it's not my life. It's amusing to me. <laughs> you and let then it happen. He sends me a message. He goes, "So did I mention about the shelves?" I'm like, "No, no." This is a day later. He goes, "They all fell down." It was about three a.m. <laughs> three a.m. in the morning, and um, he's had to patch up his wall. Yeah, in quite look, a few places. I had to the next day go out and buy putty and putty the walls that I had ruined. I I thought they were good. They were good all night. Everything was up. The records were in its place. And then you know, at about yeah two forty seven a.m., I hear the world's biggest crash known to man and startled me. But then I quickly <laughs> remembered what I had done and ran down. And my records were everywhere, sprawled across the the floor. Only two got a little bit damaged. Like, a, like not ruined the record, just the front cover a little bit, yep. a, a bit bit ruined. Tell um, everyone what you stuck them to the wall with, Shannon. So because I'm renting here currently, like I don't own the house. I don't want to put in. holes in the wall. I didn't want to put like drill holes in the yeah, wall. So I, so I was like, I'm not going to drill, <laughs> I'm not going to drill these into the wall. I, uh, I stuck these on with Gorilla Grip that mm. I also bought from Bunnings the day before. Mm-hmm. I was like, Gorilla Grip's fine. It's going to stick on there. And like, I'll only have to worry about an issue when I ever move out of this place. Less than 24 hours, I'm dealing with it. Two two very big holes in the wall and they're, they're puttied up. They're not painted yet. They will get painted before next inspection, but till that time, there's just that. Yeah, it looks like it's a bit of you know, white out on the wall. I would just like everyone at home to know that even though my shelf is not secured to the wall because I also rent, it's still up. Yeah, because yours doesn't require it to... Be I've never built IKEA furniture by myself before, and it's still up. I've so I'm seeing your Instagram stories. You you had a quite a time with your shelving. That We're you not going to talk about IKEA. that, but it's fine because it's up. I feel like you had a little bit of a men- minty bee in the middle there, a bit of a mental breakdown. <laughs> I feel like I just hate reading instructions, and I decided to do it. And I did just someone got angry. tell you like, oh, I don't need a Phillips head or something? Uh, no, and then I, it was like a big cross through it, and then you're like, oh no, it is that one. Or something. I uh, <laughs> let's not talk about how I misread the instructions and. It's IKEA instructions. All it is is a human going, use this drill. Okay, they barely look human. Also, I should, I'll say that they're still on the wall. It's okay, look, we're both having a bit of a time with uh, 
DIY. I'm not good at reading instructions, okay? I I'm usually just, just do it myself. Further watch more episodes of home improvement, I think, to improve my skills. I think that's going to be the only way you're going to improve your skills. Yeah, the only way. Well, I'm going to give up on that task, I think, because I'm not going to ruin any more walls. Anyway, what we should do is actually walls probably, left. <laughs> probably get into the actual crux of this episode. Uh, um, what have we been watching, Letitia? Well, I forced you to watch Sex Education. Yes. Um, so and we watched the first episode that's together. one of our, both of ours. And then I went and watched almost all of the first season again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to keep watching that because I love it so much and I'm going to get you to keep watching it. I am it. too. I just had... The reason why I hadn't keep watching this show is because we got to like, I think it was like Thursday or Friday. I'm like, Tisha, I haven't watched anything this week. I don't really have much to talk about. So I used the rest of the weekend and the week uh, to watch a few movies so I could talk about that. But I'm loving the first episode so far. It's very funny. Yeah, it's It's good. the type of humour that I'm really going to get into. So I'm definitely going to watch more of this show. Yeah, we'll talk about it once Shannon's seen it because I don't want to ruin it I want to do a full episode of once season four's out. I think once we do the whole show, I think we do a deep dive. Um, I think you could definitely do it on it. Oh, I could talk about that for ages, but I will save everyone today. So I watched a bit of that. Yeah. Um, I also kept watching How to Become a Cult Leader. So I watched episode three and four. Mm. Um, Still interesting. Um, But I just know a bit about some of the cult leaders. Some of them I don't know a bunch about, but I'm going to just keep getting through it slowly. Probably, mm, maybe I won't finish it this week. I've got some other stuff I want to do, but. We've got a pretty big week um, as well. Yeah, I do want to keep watching it. And there's only like two episodes left, so. Yeah, one, did, at, one at a time here and there. What else did you get up to? Uh, for me, I watched the third episode of Futurama for the new season. This one was a lot better than the second episode, so I quite enjoyed this one. It was um, it used the theme of Bitcoin with like um, like crypto mining, but like like literally they went out to the old west and like <laughs> mine. Like that's cool. It was very well done. So it was a, like a western kind of themed episode, and it used like characters from the past. There's like a gunslinger character who's like a crazy robot. It had like the mafia ro- robot mob there as well. Um, Cause yeah, the professor owed them money. So that's why they're all mo- crypto mining. It was good. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was very much what future armor is known for. I enjoyed it. So it was back on track after the second episode was a bit of a miss. So yeah, that's cool. What else do you watch? Alrighty. What I watched was one of those Netflix movies that got added a couple of weeks ago. It was called They Clone Tyrone. I've heard about this. Yeah. So it's starring John Boyega, Tiona Paris, Jamie Foxx and Kiefer Sutherland. And it is written by Joel Taylor and it is directed by him. Yeah. It's this really <laughs> eerily weird movie. It's like comedy, but drama as well. But it's definitely like it's a huge like social commentary and like how the government's controlling everything and like certain lower socioeconomic areas of USA are like basically getting experimented on so that like it's like oh we'll try this experiment here so that the rest of the country doesn't have to like yeah fall because yeah. of that John Boyega's character realizes he's like a clone like or being cloned about halfway through the movie and he's trying to work out why like there's no like he doesn't get a definition as to why what's going on so he teams up with the other two main characters, Jamie Foxx and uh, Tiona Paris, they're great. They're fen- phenomenal. <laughs> one's like a prostitute, one's like a pimp. So <laughs> they play them, like hammered up something fierce. And John Boyega was really stand out in this because he plays about four different characters, like oh, different cool. variations yeah. of his own character. And each one is distinctly different. And he just puts a completely different style on each one of his characters. Honestly, one of the, like the best acting from him I've seen ever. Like, you know, all knowing from Star Wars, but like, 
Star Wars is run-of-the-mill acting. Yeah, and his character got kind of... And then he got nerfed a little bit in the two and three. This was really stand out for him. So if you want to see a really good film of his, check this out. It it suffers from like second act fatigue as well. Like it just drags on a little bit in the middle before it gets to that like climax of the final act and you're like, cool, this is what's happening. This is the unveil. This is why they're all doing it. This is what it all means. That... At the end, I felt kind of like, okay, that was cool. That was satisfying. But it just took a little bit too long to get there. And it was a little bit of like fumbling around with the characters in the in the world that they were in. But other than that, I thought it was it was good. It was worth checking out. So that was They Clone Tyrone. I will try and watch this at some point. Yeah. It's yeah. on Netflix. It's only been up for like two weeks, I think. It's very new. And then I watched I watched an old one. I rewatched a lot this week. I just kind of was in the mood to it's a rewatch just week. be easy. It, um, so I watched Clash of the Titans with Sam Worthington, Liam Neeson, Gemma Arterton, a bunch of others. I'd seen it as a kid and loved it. Like loved it as a kid. And then I was like, ah, I just want to watch it again, knowing that it wouldn't hold up. But I just was like, I kept thinking about it over the last couple of weeks. Like I just kind of want to watch. I know why. There's that a movie. Gemma Arterton. Yeah, but I mean, I'd seen her and stuff before. I was yeah, just kind of like thinking about it, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna rewatch it." Cause yeah, okay. It's like a yeah movie from kid, but yeah, also she's in it. Like yeah, well, because we're talking about her on Prince of Persia yeah. recently. I'm and so like that's why I was just thinking about it. I was like, "No, I do want to watch that again." So yeah, yeah. Look, it's fun. Do you yeah. remember it? No, like, I, oh, look, I can't remember. It's not like great. Like it's kind of one of those like much about product it, of its time films mm-hmm. where like now you'd make it no one would probably watch, watch it, it. Yeah. but back then they weren't like a hundred superhero films a year exactly. so that was like a bigger action fun silly flick yeah. i look i enjoyed it didn't love it in the same way but it had it had a meaning why you watched it you're like oh i enjoyed it. i remember what i was yeah. doing at the time when i originally watched and it and then because yeah, okay. it was just in the brain i was like right, it's got to be this week or i'm just yeah. gonna keep thinking about it and building it up to be better than it yeah overhype it in your brain and then you're like, oh okay um, next thing I watched was, it's this very, very particular movie that I was watching a YouTube podcast, like a YouTube kind of like a review, yeah. a movie review channel. And they mentioned this on last year's like year ofs. It's called All My Friends Hate Me. Mm-hmm. And it's a British film and it's like, it's poised as if it's a comedy horror. I, I don't think it's a horror. It's more of like a psychological Thriller? Drama, okay. thriller. Like, it's, I wouldn't say it's, like, to the level of thriller, but it's, like, it's definitely psychological. It's all about the brain, like, what you, like, it's, it's a mental movie. Oh, good. I'm going to love this yeah, one. Yeah, it stars Tom Stoughton, Dustin Demery Burns, Charlie Clark, and it's written by Tom Stoughton and one of his friends, Tom Palmer. They're, like, a comedy duo. Um, it is about this character of Pete. He is um, he's genuine but increasingly insecure He's cautiously excited about reuniting with his college crew for a birthday weekend of memories, partying, and earnest reconnection at a picturesque English manner. But one by one, his friends start to turn on him. So it's this its this idea of guy, he's having a 31st birthday. He hasn't seen his friends from college for like five plus years. Like he's just kind of like fallen out with them. They have agreed to invite him to the manor to have a birthday for him because he's been off doing like, like world aid, like refugee kind of stuff i thought it might go that way i don't Uh, know why but that's where i imagined it was doing so they reconnect and he's got like anxiety and like paranoia as well like it it builds throughout the whole movie this tension that you get and everything's through his eyes so we're talking about in a previous episode with the um unreliable narrator from um the episode with shutter island this is exactly that as well so i love that sometimes it's so well done in this movie because it just builds of like 
he's just the whole time thinking like, was that like social interaction like this? Like, was my response like that? And it just builds and builds and builds. And like, you're getting these like really weird responses from the characters towards him. But because you're starting to really work out that, that he's quite an unreliable narrator, you're like, is that the perception? Is that it? And then like, it kind of also brings in the fact that because you're constantly worried about your perception, it's definitely a version of narcissism. And it's like once you, and with narcissism, you're not asking about the outside world. You're just looking at your internal view of yourself. And it really builds on the fact that he's not like seeking out other people's like worldly views as well. It just really, it's, it's all about the underlining story that's there. Like you're seeing stuff on the screen, but then you're like, oh, okay, there's more to it. And it builds and builds and builds. And then the third act won't kind of spoil it or anything, but it kind of builds to a point where you're like, you're like, this is, this is still could be one or two ways. And even the last line, there's one particular line where the whole fin- the whole movie finishes on. And it's just so genius in, in what I think, because yeah, it's still up in the air. You don't know the perception from this unreliable narrator. You feel for him as well, because you're like, was it this or is it just all a big joke? And I really loved it. I thought it was really good. It was um, one of the finalists for Tribeca Film Festival in 2021. It's like an indie film, British indie film. I just think with really, really good themes worth checking out. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds like it's going to be a, a nightmare, but like a good nightmare. It's not watch. scary. I don't know why no, it's I don't mean like, a horror. I don't it's mean weird. that, but just like, oh God, you really got to like look inward yeah. for this character kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It was, um, it's on binge in Australia. Okay. So worth checking out. Cool. Yeah. I didn't watch too much more. Um, I got sucked into FIFA this week. <laughs> oh, now tell me, I've tell me about that. not watched soccer. I don't really watch sports anymore. Um, just cause you know, my family used to be into it, but then I didn't have to, yeah. so I just didn't watch it. And, um, we're watching like at home, I think the voice was on. So I got sucked into like a little bit of that. Cause you just, it, you just I'm going to hear it. So I might as well sit and watch it because I'm hearing it anyway. And then that finished which I was happy about. And then FIFA was on. I was like, oh, I'll just a minute of FIFA. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've watched both games since yeah, now and I'm, I'm in. Quarterfinal, the round of yep. 16. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm into that. So that happened quick. That, that happened very quickly. <laughs> and I will say I did watch um, – I've watched both those games as well um, in the past two weeks. When I think it's this week. Honestly. Yeah, no, actually, right, because it was the start of like, week and then it was yeah. like yesterday. Was and I'm the, like, what happened to me? Wow, I'm a sports one. <laughs> yeah. a sports one now. What the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, it was oh, that last game, that thrilling. Absolutely oh my thrilling. God. It was insane. Just anxiety inducing. And I was like, why is it still going? Why is it still going? Because of the. I mean, I get it, but yeah, like. But also, please stop. <laughs> I was like, at oh, what point do we stop this? Yeah. I don't know. To one of the misses. So. Oh, it was crazy. Loved it. I love that kind of thing when sport does that, where it does like, you know, the kind of the poetic finale yeah and you're the team involved with that kind of perfect ending yeah it's it really nice good. for us it was really good so i'm on to well we've got the on wednesday we've got the semi-final yeah so and i'm gonna be watching that too that's yeah i'll be watching that as well and i'm in deep yeah, yeah we've gone deep yeah we've gone very deep <laughs> yeah in a week we're like all right we're in yeah no it's yeah. good it's good to see the, um the whole of the nation kind of follow it as well yeah it's really cool but that's pretty much what i've done this yeah. week 
What uh, else did you watch? You I got, got two more, more films. I got two more films I'll talk about very briefly. So I watched The Gift from 2015. It is starring Jason Bateman, Rebecca Hall, Joel Edgerton, and is written directed by Joel Edgerton as well in his directorial debut. So it is a husband and wife trying to reinvigorate their relationship, but their lives are threatened by a friend from the husband's past who holds onto a horrifying secret about him, sending their world into a tailspin. What a great synopsis. I thought so too. It was very brief and to the point. I have been meaning to watch this one for god damn it so long. I think I had it in my list for about a year because I've been watching uh, – I saw it like a couple episodes of Ozark and known Jason Bateman's in there and this is the same type of vein. Like it's a more of a dramatic role. Like he's obviously also in Arrested Development where he does com- comedic kind of See, stuff. See, I think of him as um, – I think its name's Mark in Juno. Yes, yeah. right. I forgot he was in that as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's the would-have-been dad. That is correct. Just, yeah. Oh, breaks your heart. Yeah. Anyway. That movie's so touching. We should do an episode of Judo. We should do it. Because too. I wrote an assignment on it, It's been a while since I watched it. I could just revive that assignment. We'll just talk about all the points. Anyway, back to the gift. Anyway. anyway, so it's about this couple that moves to California from Chicago. They've obviously had trying to conceive a child as well as the same time he's got a promotion. He's That's why they moved out there. He runs into this gentleman when they're out shopping for the stuff of the new house and the guy recognises him, which is Joel Edgerton, plays this character called Gordo. And um, Jason Bateman's like, close no idea who he is and he kind of explains who he is and like, i went to high school with you i'm gordo and he's like oh gordo like i he kind of calls it back and then increasingly like gordo visits the house starts standing things like wine and then like fills their pond with fish and kind of gets to a point where it's a little bit uncomfortable in in how much he's inserting himself into their lives Bateman plays a character called Simon. So Simon's the whole time like, this guy's weird. Like, you know, it's one and done. Like, we 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 had him over for, like, you know, dinner once. Like, we don't need to keep seeing him again. He's a bit weird. And Rebecca Hall's character plays Robin's just like, look, I think it's harmless. He's, you know, he's a bit eccentric, but, like, he's fine. Yeah, no, um, they're always not fine. Not fine. Anyway, it go, it delves, it, it spirals into this thing where you actually, like, there's actually this dark sinister past between Simon and Gordo from their high school days and Simon's not letting on exactly how much he knows about Gordo what's happened to him and it kind of seeps into the relationship issues that Robin and Simon are having and it kind of gets to a point where it's like the climax of the film kind of gets to a really 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 sinister point where you're just like because what happened to Gordo he's kind of essentially putting back on Simon and there's this part at the end where it's like I could tell you the truth or I could not just like you did with me back, back in the day. And it's just left on that note as well. Yuck. And so like someone's life's basically all destroyed. I won't say how, but anyway, and he just walks away like feeling satisfied that he's kind of, it's kind of, kind of like a revenge film. Yeah. And, and cause the, the sympathy of the character changes like the start you feel, you feel for Simon and you feel weird about Gordo, but like there's a kind of like this weird change and shift in, allegiance to which one yeah so you're like and oh so you were the hero but now through I'm not the two sure. hours as well and you're just like oh it's very well done I so like from that. from a from a directorial and written debut from from um joel edgerton it's really good so he obviously acts as gordo as well worth checking out yeah it's only a quick two-hour flick and it was on netflix for me oh i like that one yeah so, and the next one, my last one for this week is I watched the new movie that literally got added on, I think, last night on Netflix called Heart of Stone. So, this one is starring Gal Gadot, Jamie Doran, Alia Bat, and Sophie Okonedo, Matthias Swawayfor? 
sure. I'm I butchered that. He is the uh he's the guy out of Army of Thieves. He's the one that breaks open the safes. I can't pronounce his last name. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, this is the new film from the director. I think it's written by the guy who did The Old Guard with Charlie's Theron. Anyway, it is an intelligence operative from a shadowy global peacekeeping agency races to stop a hacker from stealing the most valuable and dangerous weapon. This one I've got a lot to talk about. So obviously only just got added to Netflix like basically this week weekend. It is one of those movies that we've seen a dime a dozen in the moment where it's like, you know, this like super intelligent software kit thing, which is like the MacGuffin for the movie. So think uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning with the entity. Think Fast and Furious Fast X with um, God's Eye. I still haven't seen that yet. Um, New one. This one is called The Heart. So the amount of times they say, the heart, the heart. Oh, they've got the heart. Anyway. I think you have to stop doing that in movies. Yeah. It takes you out of it so much. It's a whole thing of like they've got it and they're using it yeah. and then the baddies want it mm-hmm. to take it for their own thing. So it's a race against time. Um, Gal Gadot is the operative who is – okay, so what these – they're part of the system where they infiltrate other kind of secret services. So she's a part of this little MI6 group. They think she's just like this new recruit and they're like – at the start in the first mission where she starts out, you're always like, you, you're, stay in the van, stay in the van. You're the one that stays in the van. Like basically she's the tech person. Yep. And the the mission doesn't go correctly and then she has to like get out of the van. But then she has to hide the fact that she's like saving them all at the same time by like kicking ass and stuff like that. She's like flying down this mm-hmm. like mountainside with like a parachute. Basically it's it's like borderline superhero kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very much this movie is trying to be Mission Impossible. It's trying to start a new film franchise because I'm pretty sure I read somewhere they're trying to do it with the way they're writing it too. And I was just like, ugh. It's got a lot of cringe dialogue as well. Yeah, there's a few lines where even I was like, because I watched this last night and my housemate Ben was just sitting on the table doing some editing for his work and he was listening in as well. And I was like saying the next line before it even came up and he was like, Jesus Christ, Shannon, did you write this? I'm like, no, it's just very, very predictable by the numbers. And probably AI. I literally said that to him. I was like, look, it's probably written by AI. It is Netflix's new movie. So, you know, it's pretty predictable. If you've seen enough of these type of movies before, it's going to work out what the next line is. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed. There's another thing as well. And I, I think the fact that I don't want to, I'm not going to, you know, rain on her parade, but I don't think Gal Gadot is the most strongest actress out there in the world. I have a strong feeling she gets picked a lot because of, her looks and yeah. general model figure. Yeah. I just don't think she's that strong of like a really, really good actress in terms of delivery of her lines. So a lot of these are like, they're not the strongest lines anyway to begin with. Like it's a pretty, pretty thinly veiled script. But when you have someone like Gal Gadot also delivering them, it's very obvious that this isn't a great entry. I mean, if you just look at her career, she hasn't actually been in that many films. No, she started off in Fast and Furious. Yes. Yeah. As and Giselle, she, and then Giselle, and got then killed she, off, and then came back, and then yeah, she's in the summary. Wonder Woman, <laughs> yeah, like I just don't think she's yeah, she's enough like done a, a sprinkle like a hell of other of a things. Lot. Not yeah, it's mostly those two franchises, really. So you know, it's yeah, just, it's and hard. she produced this as well. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah and so it's hard. Look, honestly, if the dialogue's not good, it's really hard to do yeah. a good job with it. Even like some of the best actors, like even Meryl Streep. Oh yeah, can't do as much as you want Meryl Streep to do, kind of thing. So when you have yeah. someone that's not as experienced with 
a script that isn't great. It's like it's a lot to ask of them. A lot of the more experienced um, actors and actresses will do, you know, do ad lib and kind mm-hmm. of like work out what the character wants in that moment rather than what the script exactly says. But with Gal Gadot, I'm pretty sure it's just like I'll just read what it says, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, like it was it – was, it, it just took so many elements from Mission Impossible. Like there was this point where they had to basically skydive down to get to a hot air balloon thing. So they was like, well, okay, that one's from – um, yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout. Like we've seen it all before. And oh, cool, that action sequence is from the new one. Oh, that one's from this one. I was like, it, it was just, it wasn't original enough for me to enjoy it. So I, if they make a franchise out of this, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I reckon that's probably all we have to say on that one. Yeah. This isn't like Pacific Rim where I've got 10 minutes just to rant, but it was just a bit of a letdown. Do we want to do? Let's get into trivia. Your first question. What are the movie titles within the superhero trilogy created by director M. Night Shyamalan? Is this, and I don't know if they're superhero. Is it like The Glass, where I've got Unbroken? Close. Nope. It's Unbreakable, but okay. I'll give it to you. So you've um, got Glass and Unbreakable. Is it Split? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've not seen any of them. I've seen Split. That's it. Okay. Well, we've <laughs> Unbreakable done is apparently quite good. I, and look, Glass I, is apparently a letdown. I should watch them at some point. The connection but of all the I don't know characters. if I will. I've uh, got one for you. Henry Thomas, who played young Elliot in E.T., starred in what recent vampire horror series on Netflix? Netflix? Mm-hmm. US Netflix? Or yeah. Is that different from us We've here? seen it. It's not super, super vampire I can give you the creator that did it. Yeah, that might help. Um, it is a Mike Flanagan one. Oh, it's that... Um, I know the one because I've seen half of I it know. so far, but I cannot remember it off the top of my head. I can remember Hill House. Yep. I can remember that. I know. It's gone. Okay. It's Midnight Mass. Oh, I thought you I may get it because I know that you'd, I didn't know you hadn't seen all of it, but anyway. I've seen like enough of it. I've seen that. Yeah. Because okay. it's, um, he, he does anthology type. Yeah. So he picks the same actors to. Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So he's been in, has he been in all of them? He definitely was in Hill House. He played the dad in Hill House. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes. I don't know if Correct. he was in Bly Manor. I can't remember him in Bly Manor. I haven't seen it. If he was in yet. it, he was only like a small part. Right, okay. I need to watch more of um, Hill House. Mm. Me and you should ben, watch them because it's a new off. one. We just fell off. Uh, we, you and Ben. That's what I mean. Like mm. me and Ben fell off Because he's got a new one. We watched a couple of episodes and then we just stopped. He's got um, For the House of Usher out in oh, okay. October well, on like the 22nd. Halloween time. Maybe. So, yeah. um, and this is one that he did off. Um, oh, no, I've lost it. Some poet. It's based off something. Yeah. No, Edgar Allan Poe, That's right? it, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, your next question. Which actor danced his way to fame in the original version of Footloose? Kevin Bacon. That is Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. The I will only watch that one. The of Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got one, which is kind of funny because it's, it's musical theatre, which we just did. Um, Rizzo, Frenchie, Jan and Marty are all members of what gang in Greece? It's the Pink Ladies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. I, um, I think I read either a question about that or I think it was actually when we were doing, you know, the episode where we talked about the news about how that show got cancelled yeah. or Rise, whatever. Rise of the Pink Ladies. Rise of the Pink Ladies. I think I was like, oh, that's their names. And I kind of picked up on it because I haven't seen Grease in God 20 plus years. I know the songs. No, no, no. I'm just, yeah. And so. It, it was yeah. one of my childhood movies, which is probably inappropriate. It wasn't one of mine, but. Because yeah. um, some of the lines that I used to oh, yeah. want to quote and now I know what they mean. I'm like, yeah. ooh, oh. can't say that. All right, your last question. It is, in which year were the Academy Awards first presented? 
I don't know. Was it the 50s? Earlier. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's coming up to its 100 year. It's 1929. Jeez. Oh. I was I was maybe going 20s or 50s and I just honestly don't know. Yeah, I've, I figured you, you're pretty good with your history of like cinema and yeah, the Yeah, I have stuff. no idea when they started. So that's evidently. why it was a test for you. Well, I've got one for you. Okay. What fictional holiday from Parks and Rec has become a real-life holiday slash tradition celebrated by women? Treat yourself. No. Okay. Is it the breakfast one? No, it's a Galentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> treat yourself is in October. Um, I don't know and the dates and stuff, but yeah. Treat like, yourself 2011. <laughs> treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. Um, yeah. So, no, well, kind of, you got it. It was close, it close took enough. Second. Yeah, because I was like, hang on. Yeah, Galentine's, Galentine's Day. Day. Yeah. yeah, close enough. Well, that's going to... Because it's um, ovaries before broberies. <laughs> Dudases before uteruses before dudises. So There's so many. Oh. So good. All right. Time to get into the, the news. news. All right. So we have a little bit. So the Emmy Awards, which would normally be held next month, have been postponed to January 15th. So that makes me think that Hollywood executives have no plans to support the writers and the actors even though the writers are trying to renegotiate at the moment. That's currently happening is the renegotiation since the last time, which was May. Mental. Mm. That's crazy. It's so they've been mental. striking for that long, but nothing's happened since. This is the first time they're back in negotiations. I I have nothing good to say. No, it's getting to a point where it's just getting really grim, isn't it? Yeah. It makes me like really sad to like truly think yeah, about it. Yeah, something needs to get sorted out. I hope they can really come to an agreement soon. Because not only, like, is it, like, obviously going to affect things in, like, one to two years' time when we have absolutely no content to put out. Um, It'll be hard for this podcast to keep going. (laughs) uh, We'll we'll try our best. We'll do our best. We'll do reruns. There will be no news. (laughs) There'll be no news this week. Uh, It's just – I'd like to see them sorted out for their livelihood, to be honest. Yeah. That's the biggest part about it. And then I've got another bit of news. So speaking of the strike and our topic of the week, which is Parks and Rec, (laughs) um, a lot of the Parks and Rec gang got together on the picket lines um, and Aubrey can be seen (laughs) as April Ludgate with a little name tag and a sign that reads, Ann Perkins works for the AMPTP. And they also brought along Lil Sebastian. Okay, well, we'll talk about a lot more Parks and Rec in a little bit. But the next part of the news is Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is preparing to shoot this September without actors while the SAG and AFTRA strikes are still ongoing. Sonic the Hedgehog is planned for a December 20, 2024 release. No news yet if Jim Carrey will be returning to the franchise after announcing his retirement from acting after Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Did he retire from acting? He did put in a statement out that he's not going to do any more acting after w- once he did that role. It wasn't because of that role, but he's like, after this one, I'm done. And there were everyone was speculation, be like, cool, are you going to come back for Sonic the Hedgehog 3? Because they had a little snippet at the end yeah. of the credits about how they, the third one's going to go with Shadow the Hedgehog being the villain in the third one. Anti-hero, sorry. Um, he's like, I will return if the script is good enough. That's fair enough. He hasn't commented, they haven't commented, but basically they are about to start shooting in September without actors, so they can do a fair amount of shooting prior to having actors on screen. I mean, it's a Sonic movie, so there's a lot of CGI characters like Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails, so they could do those particular scenes probably first and get that out of the way, and then once maybe the strike is sorted out, they'll do the scenes that have the actors in it. So they're playing a waiting game basically trying to work out their schedule so they're not, you know, waste, is, wasting time. So It is interesting. Also, I know a lot of the animators are trying to unionise. Oh, really? Mm, because okay. they're treated like crap. They're, which, they're like one of the worst in the industry. Yeah. 
the amount of crunch they have to do no for surprise. films, it's insane. And you, it's it's definitely noticeable with how much crunch they've had to do for like MCU kind of stuff lately. Yeah. Well, the, I'll be honest, the quality's dropped because they've been put through the ringer. Yeah, I worked for an animation house quite a few years ago now just doing some work for them and like as a writer, but just watching what actually goes into and how much work oh, goes yeah. into animation. Cause I, I mean, I knew a bit, but actually sitting there and watching mm. – each member do a, a, a bit of work and then how that all comes together and then you see the film at the end. Like, it's crazy the amount of work these guys are doing. Like, just, like, unfathomable the amount of it's work It's crazy. It like, takes. I couldn't imagine even doing, some like, guy some will of spend, work. Like, you know, a couple of days to a week yeah. just making some, like, creature that someone else has created, like, arm move up and down. Like, it's just... Yeah. And then even then they'll play it through a render and, like, something yeah. will glitch and it's like, his oh, arm's in his stomach now. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't well, want to be fun, an animator. Crazy. No, not for me. Not at all. No, you'd have to have a love for it. I like, thought about really it, to get it when I was like right. 13, 14 in, in, I was starting to do film and I was really into like art as well. Like yeah, visual yeah, art. Yeah. And then I, I heard at minimum 25 frames a second and I went, oh, I don't have patience. No, 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 no. That's not for me. <laughs> no, I quickly pivoted that one <laughs> almost immediately. I was like, oh, no, not animation. Cool. Yeah. That kind of wraps up our news. Kind of it. There's not we a whole. a little bit left, but I didn't really develop those stories because I weren't really newsworthy well i wasn't i didn't read them um let's get into our main topic of this week which is parks, parks and rec, rec. oh Ex- i love it so good um this is this is one of my favorite shows easy it's so good why is it your favorite show one off like it's hard to know why but i think i found it at like the perfect time, time. as well i hadn't seen a, a bunch of stuff like mm. i mean i'd seen bits and pieces but whatever um and i watched this in my final year of high school and I had like a it was a crap year and I found it on Google Drive because a friend mm-hmm. of mine had been watching it and someone had put it on Google Drive so I watched it on my phone <laughs> and I watched three seasons in the last week I was supposed to be doing assessment. Fair because it's so easy to watch and I didn't well. realize how much I'd seen until I was watching it and I started like humming along to the theme song yep. which has no music like no words no lyrics sorry. it's just and it's, I went oh god wooden I'm flutes and stuff yeah. is the is the intro i love like i do uh, i love it so so much but yeah i sort of yeah. watched it then and then i kept watching it because yeah. i was watching it in 2014 and it finished 2015 so yeah. i had a lot sort of to watch but that was just like my thing and it's so enjoyable the characters are amazing it's funny i think for me i think the thing i the connection I had with it is uh, I'd come off the back of watching a little bit of The Office. I think The Office was a little bit earlier. It was still going. Yeah. Wherever it was in the time, I was watching a little bit of it. wasn't super loving The Office. Like, you know, like everyone else is watching it. You'll watch a bit too. And, like, yeah, you have funny moments. But I felt like that show in particular, too much cringe. And, like, with Michael Scott, like, don't get me wrong, comedic genius doing that role. But for me, it was just a level of cringe. I was like, eh, I'm not like loving it. And also it played on the fact, same as like um, everybody loves Raymond. I just felt like everyone was kind of cruel to each other. Yeah, and a little bit. Not like mean. as much as that show did, yeah. but just a little bit. And I was like, that for me isn't fun. You're so, loving at them, not yeah, with them. Yeah, exactly. Whereas once Parks and Rec came out and I was like, it's a similar show. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to pick it up because I'm pretty sure I bought the first two seasons in the same time, like, because I think they're only the first two out. The first season was like six apps. I just watched straight through of all of it. And I was like, this is this is what The Office for me, that's what I wanted from The Office. So I, I connected to the characters a lot better because they weren't trying to be 
cruel to everyone all the time, except for Jerry, but that's a whole, that's a bit. Yeah. That's why it's funny. Yeah, I just connected better. That's that's why I love this show, and I thought it was just fun and easy to watch. Yeah. And, yeah, it just has heart. So before we get too far into it, um, it was created by Greg Daniels and Michael Scher, who had done The Office. So yeah, it was exactly. by the same kind of team. Yeah. Um, it's got Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, um, Paul Schneider, who is Mark, and he was in one season. We'll get to him in a minute. Or two, sorry. Again, he's forgettable. Yeah. Um, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Adam Scott, Rob Lowe, Jim O'Hare, Red Up, like, and then so many people that came mm-hmm. in to do bits. I mean, they had like Michelle Obama. They had yeah. um, they had the president. Had the president for like one episode. They, they had Hillary Clinton. Biden was in there. They had, yeah, Biden's in it because Leslie well, loves Biden. Yeah. like so many people are in it. And Paul it, Rudd has an amazing little part in the right. fourth or fifth yeah. season. Bobby Newport. Anyway, um, <laughs> he hasn't had a job in his life. His life. Um, so they all do the Bobby Newport. Bobby, Bobby Newport. <laughs> it's so well done. Anyway, so, so it aired from <laughs> April 9, two thousand and nine, until February twenty four, twenty fifteen. Yeah, had one hundred and twenty five episodes, seven seasons, and then they did a special reunion episode that aired on April thirtieth, twenty twenty, which I've seen. It's the COVID special. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not just the basically greatest, all, but very yeah, sweet to yeah. give everyone a little bit of levity. Um, yeah. So it started out season one, six episodes. It's a bit tough. They hadn't yeah. quite worked it out yet. It was trying to be The Office. In saying that, because, you watch it back now, there's yeah. some. There's some gems in gems. there. That last episode where Leslie yeah. goes to Salvador to get a haircut and she looks oh like a man. God. And it was like, because it's 2009. The the, yeah. the gag is sort of like she looks, she like, looks like a lesbian. A lesbian and then she yeah. brings Anne, who's a I would And all these old white Leslie males. Leslie thinks just a assume. new friend. Anne's like, I'm just dragged into this yeah. whirlwind. And um everyone's like, You're so brave and Leslie doesn't realise. <laughs> no, because she's And that's what's fun about it. And that's the change from the character actually, yeah. what they do from season two onwards, is she's not a clueless character. No, she's a bit ditzy in season one. In season one she's very silly and stupid and doesn't really get what's Hello. going on around her yeah. like so much. And whereas they tweak the character in season two onwards to be a lot smarter, a lot smarter, like uh, still naive, mm-hmm. but smarter. Yeah. Smarter. And, and I think it's, it's tweaked in a way and it works. Beautiful with her as a, a lead yeah. is her like naivety mm. comes from how sweet she is yeah. and how optimistic she is about the world. Not from like, I'm stupid. stupid. It's yeah. just like she wants to believe the best in the world and yeah. the people. So the worst people in she government. like – she loves. Yeah, I mean <laughs> she, she works government. for the government. Yeah. So And then she works with the, her antithesis, Ron Swanson, Ron who's yeah. the deputy, um, and he hates the government. And, and he works there so he can destroy it from the inside. Inside out. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Um, the first season's main, main storyline is there's a, a, a pit. pit. Yep. There's a pit over in Lot, wherever it is, yep. and it's right next Lot to Lot 38, Anne. isn't Lot it? Lot 38, I, I think, because you've watched it that much. It's right next to Anne's house. So they're talking about they go to a town, council, it, town meeting. council meeting and usually they just get abuse hurled at them <laughs> at her and Tom Haverford. What Haverfin. I hear is people caring loudly at <laughs> me. Caring loudly at me. Um, Anne turns up. So Anne's uh, Rashida Jones. Yep. It's next to her house. She's like, look, if you're going to do anything, fill in the pit next to my house. My boyfriend fell in the pit. And broke both his legs. And broke both his legs, who's played by Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt was originally supposed to be a guest appearance in the first season, but he did so well that they included they him They kept onwards. him, yeah, as Andy Dwyer, Andy which I love him as Andy Dwyer. Yeah, like Chris the- Pratt now is a different 
vessel uh, yeah. of a human. But Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer. Literally a different vessel. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally. But yeah, him, he's so endearing. He's he, he turned into the lovable, stupid character. Yeah. Which is great. It worked for him. It was perfect. Um, yeah, and the whole first season is them kind of driving, trying to get the town on board for filling in this pit. Yeah. doesn't really happen in one season. It goes over quite a few seasons before anything happens. And what I love with it, like there's some moments that are truly brilliant. Like they're going around trying to get people's signatures to be mm. like, yes, I'm coming to this meeting and like the pit. And then there's that bit with – um. Mark's character with yeah. April where this guy is clearly like a, a pedophile, which it shouldn't be funny, but in this situation they frame, is. They, they frame, frame it, it that way. And he goes, oh, like, how close is this going to be to, you know, I'm not my house? I'm not <laughs> and Mark just goes, who's not a funny character because they this just This is his do it. best part. He just goes, April, stand behind me. Yeah. Mind you, April's like 19, so she's yeah. not like a, a child, but he just goes, but also, yeah. get behind me. <laughs> stand behind me. That was genius, I thought, because his character is the straight man. He's yeah. the character of, like, what um, – what's his ca- – uh, Jim from The Office is oh, okay. in this. Like, yeah. he's, he's the guy who's observing everyone for the audience to show, oh, that's a bit crazy. Yeah. That's a bit wacky because um, that's what Jim does in The Office. And he's also the love interest for Leslie. Yeah. Which d- didn't, d- didn't, work, didn't work. So they kind of tweaked it in season two as well, thank God, because she starts seeing the cop character That's for a right, while. who – he got cancelled. So we'll move fun. on from that. But anyway. Um, um, but as a character. Great. Yeah, he's awkward and plays it awkwardly. Yeah. And that's why it plays off her quite well. Um, but immediately, and what I love about Parks and Rec, talk about a show that immediately has a comeback. The first episode of season two. How great is that? That's the it's one. the two penguins. It's the penguins. <laughs> it's the two gay Leslie penguins. Leslie accidentally marries these gay penguins. Yeah. And then she goes on, was it Joe, Joan? Malin, Joan Calamezzo's. Calamezzo's show and then the the religious people go on there they as live well. In um Pawnee, Indiana so in two thousand nine. So, Indiana yeah. is yeah. Um so there's like all these like really conservative people in there and Les yeah. is like, but it's cute and then <laughs> she and she's because they're not allowed to have they're not allowed to go one way or the other on political issues when they work in government. Like yeah. they're just not supposed to have a stance, they're just supposed to be neutral. Um, but she she, became, she becomes queen of the gays. She goes to the bulge, which is a gay bar, and she goes, "Oh, the nights I've wasted there." Um, but she goes to the bulge, realizes that they're all gay because April invites her with her two boyfriends, the boyfriend and the ben boyfriend's and Derek. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And so she goes there, and she gets pissed, and she's singing like poker face, like my 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 my. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she gets really drunk, and then so she goes in the next morning. She's still singing it, and Ron's like, "What have you done?" And she's like, "Nothing. I haven't done anything." Like, didn't you just refer to yourself as queen of the gays? So. <laughs> she ends up with this sort of um yeah she ends up with this title and it's just so yeah funny and like immediately that's the tone sort of set yeah it definitely changes and also, i remember the end of that episode where she's got the two penguins in the back in the little yeah, uh, baby seats and she just, just sprays, sprays them, them. So you know, like oh because she has to move them out of town so the agreement is they can stay together but they can't be they in, can't be in that town yeah so when i was in la we'd been mucking around in griffith park and what we didn't realize until we were leaving mm. was you know when they stand and the the actual where they pretend the zoo is. Mm-hmm. We were just like mucking around in those. Oh, it's like right little, there. Yeah, we were just like crawling through it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then we're like, oh my God, this is where they this shot the, the episode of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of like, I'm pretty sure the outside of the town hall is like an, just a random town in there too. Yeah. It's not like, it's just a building. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Season two is more of the same as season one. Like they're trying to develop the pit a little bit more. There's like other parts. You kind of, they expand on what happens at City Hall. So you see like the zoo guys and stuff. Oh, that's which is played right. by Andy Samberg as like a yep. stoner character. And he stuff always like yells. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. constantly yelling. 
And um, you all see, see, see the sewage guy. Sewage well. Joe. Sewage Joe. Uh, so it expands on like the the um, the secondary characters yeah. in, in the world of Pawnee as well. And I think my favourite part about all, is it, all of this is they always throughout the whole thing have constantly these town council meetings because everything has to go to a vote within yeah. the town. So you get these like like series regulars essentially that are just there to be the townspeople and yeah. you come to know and love these people and you see them you're like, oh, God, you know, this guy's going to have an opinion and he always does and they kept that going yeah. and it makes you feel like you live Twilight. there with them. Yeah. Yes, Twilight. <laughs> this Twilight. No, no Twilight. Twilight. Um, that episode's great. Yeah, there's just there's- – I don't, you wouldn't have picked it up, but rewatch. I think one of the town's hall episodes where they're having their one of the people who stands up and speaks is the assistant coach out of Ted Lasso. Really? Yeah, yeah. I picked it up on last watch. Like Beard? Yeah, is yeah. It? It's Beard. Yeah, he's in it. Oh my god! I, you got to rewatch it now. He's I in it. Full rewatch. He's just a random like townsperson. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, well yeah, before he I just, got into like being a bigger actor, but yeah, I think they just do it like so well, and everyone is funny. And yeah. everyone's gone on to do ama- – I mean, okay, look, they started with Amy Poehler. So, like, there were people that were already super famous. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the younger just off ones, the back like, of SNL, Aubrey so Plaza huge. and, like, Chris Pratt, like, who were not known at the time. No. They've just gone on to do, like, insane stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy things. Season three, for me, is where I think the show got its best. I think so because they'd settled in. They knew yeah. what they were doing. Paul Schreiner. Shri- Shri- Mark is gone. Mark is gone. Mark Brandana they, quits is what Brandana they call him. Um, I think they realized the character wasn't working for the show because the everyday man wasn't needed for this particular show. And I think he was originally supposed to be something a little bit different and then yeah. it changed as well because they were like, we don't need him. We don't need him anymore. So they kicked him out and at the start of season three, they got into the best inclusions of a characters I've ever seen. Oh my god, show. amazing. So Adam Scott plays Ben. Yeah. And you've got Rob Lowe who plays Chris. Chris. And basically Chris is this enthusiastic Well he Well he appears yeah. to be enthusiastic. He's like, yeah, good, do it. Yes, yes, yes. And then but what he really is is he's trying to shut them down. Yeah. And but he makes Ben, poor Ben, oh, have to do yeah. it for him. So he'll be like, Yeah, it's great. It's great. And Go ben in there, Ben. You how. <laughs> and Ben's like, so we're shutting everyone down. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben, I think if I would have to relate to any character the most in the show, I think I would be closest to Ben. I think he's he's that's yeah, me basically I as a see person. That. Um, he's <laughs> he tries so hard, but uh, <laughs> when he fails, he fails hard, yeah. and that's basically the same with me. If you know um, me, <laughs> what is it? Um, Ice Town, Ice, Ice Clown. Town, Ice Clown. He was the mayor of a town when he was eighteen, and yeah. he just ruined it. And he's got kicked out of town because he ruined it because he tried to do this idea of Ice Town, Ice town. and it failed, so he got oh. ran out of town. Um, there's the, um, what was it? Requiem for a... Requiem for a Tuesday. Requiem for a Tuesday. Would a Get crazy person make feet. this? <laughs> wait, wait, that's a different bit. That's a different bit with the ice where they're trying oh my God, that's to... We'll so get good. to that part though. But yeah, he's, he's, he quits his job before he starts working at the accounting firm and in, in between... <laughs> oh my God, he's an accountant. I know, a exactly right. A failed accountant. Okay, so yeah. if I anyone am, doesn't know, I Shannon has an accounting degree that he doesn't use. I know, yeah, I've just, I've got it upstairs. It's sitting there. Um... Yeah, so he's going in between the two jobs, and there's a few episodes where he's kind of just at home, and he's living with April and um, April and Chris Pratt's character Andy. Andy, that's right, and they're like kids, and they don't know how to live. And yeah. he comes in, and they're like eating off like a bloody frisbee. He's like, are you eating off a frisbee? And they're like, yeah, it's yes. like a plate. It's like a plate. And then he sends them off with a shopping list and some money, and he goes, "There's a what is it? An eighty percent chance they're gonna die." <laughs> yeah. 
And that episode where he tries to really push calzones. A calzone. A calzone. It's, was it? The a low-cal calzone low-cal zone. Low-cal calzone zone. It's, and then Chris goes, that's a great idea. And then it cuts, it does the usual office thing where it's like, that was that idea is horrible. And <laughs> it's so funny. So I would say I relate best to Ben. <laughs> That's fair. I think maybe I'm a little less so now, but when April. I was, yeah, definitely younger, April. definitely in April. Maybe I still am. I'd say you're closest to April out of all of them. I would say you're not, so. You're not um, Rashida Jones's character. Oh no. And I, you're not I, I never Polar's. really was able to oh, like connect to Anne too much, which I think is the point. She's so, so she's so all over the place the whole time. Every she time goes, she gets a boyfriend, she's just like follows them. She becomes that. That's a whole storyline as yeah. well is when Anne dates someone, she basically mimics them. Like she becomes them. Yeah. Like she's like, she and was then mothering she realizes Andy. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, when she dates Tom, she's like, oh my, oh my God. God, I've got all the things that Tom does. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I remember my sister, cause I made my sister watch Parks and Rec as mm. I was watching it. And she started and she hated Tom's character. She couldn't mm. stand him. I'm like, no, wait, once you realize he's not really a womanizer, cause it seems like yeah. he's cheating on his wife all the time. But what happens but is a green card marriage. Yeah. Um, but at one point, there's a, there's a moment in Parks and Rec where like Leslie's like, Tom, get the car. And she throws the keys at him. Anyway, I did that to my sister and it hit her in the shoulder so hard. But she's like, that was such a perfect impression that I can't be mad. I love the fact that with Tom, and you got to remember it's Indiana, Pawnee. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. So always like old white men are just like, um, so where are you from? And he's like, North Carolina. And just the and like, before visible, that, like, visible confusion. My mother's vagina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, rent a swag. Rent a swag. Rent a swag. Entertainment seven twenty. Um, Entertainment seven twenty are all these ideas he comes no, up with. No, DJ that Roomba don't, don't work. DJ Roomba, drop a beat. <laughs> I drop that quote all the time at work. So if someone's like about to play some music, I'll just say, "Yo, DJ Roomba, drop a beat." And what it is, it's from an ep- like an episode where he's got a, a little Roomba or a little <laughs> vacuum walking around, and then an iPod stuck to the top of it. So when it's moving around the rooms, it's playing music. <laughs> It, back in the uh, day, this is when still when iPods were a thing because it's 2000 yeah. and whatever to 15. I just think it's one of the most quotable shows I've ever seen that in my too. life and it just is so much fun. Yeah. I love, like maybe we'll just get into some episodes we love. One mm. of my favourite episodes ever is the hunting trip episode. Oh my God. Bula, bula, bula. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, you shot me in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, Nick Offerman's oh, character is great in that episode. That's a beautiful episode. And that's the one this as is well. season two still. When yeah. um, Andy and April sort of start, they start falling in love yeah. and stuff. Because she's on hold and she has to that's pee really right. bad. And she sees she's, Andy. She's, she's like, Andy, Andy, get in here, get in here. Yeah, and they're throwing the football yeah. to each other. And that's then he right. sings that song. He's like, I am on hold to the State Sparks <laughs> apartment. I am on hold to suck on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> that's always exactly how that's it goes. Fantastic. I think Andy's also funny when he's got the shoe shine business yep. in the office as well. So get out of here, Kyle. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle just cops it because he's constantly getting the shoe shine off him, but he always just kicks him out to like get someone better in. Yeah, and um, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm really doing it well. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, that episode's like oh, so good, and like Donna's car gets hit. Oh, and she like screams. That's right. the, it's the Mercedes. The Mercedes, not the Mercedes, and then. With Leslie as well, because she's like a super, super feminist, but she also wants to like protect her people. Mm. So the sheriff kind of is coming around and being mm. like, oh, what and happened she's here? Trying she's to trying to take the blame. And she's like, I was wearing one of those bras like clipped in the front. Like I felt something icky. And it's like this whole montage of her just coming up with like these excuses That's right. for it keeps why. Cutting. It yeah. keeps cutting. It's like, and then I like, I tripped. 
And you can tell she just ad-libbed that point oh, too. It's like, so funny. It, it just cuts every time she starts a new line and then just keeps cutting every time and you can just tell she's just doing the doing the thing over and over. It's very well done. Oh, very it's so funny. good. What, are, what other episodes do you love? Not in terms of episodes. I'll just be like, I think the season three where it's around the Harvest episode, yeah. the Harvest Festival kind of episodes are probably the best. Little Sebastian. I think when it starts to get around where she goes into commerce a little bit more in seasons, I think, five and six. That's right. I don't love it as much because it really focuses on a different character, Councilman Jam. That's right, Jeremy really, Jam, yeah. yeah really I'm really into don't Jam. don't like him as a character. Like he was, I don't think he worked for the show too well and it really kind of played off the fact that their relationship like wasn't very good because he was a uh, councilman as well and she was a councilwoman. They needed to get things passed. So that's I do agreement. Right. It yeah. wasn't great. I think that's I what think I was watching last night. That's when it falls off for me and I don't really love it as much. And even season seven, I can't even remember that much because yeah. it's kind of like wrapping up and there's a time difference. There's Ron a time and, jump. Ron and Leslie aren't friends That in an first episode, episode though, yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. Like um, when they get stuck together in the parks department. Yeah, yeah. And then... They're wearing the yellow outfits. They're wearing the yellow outfits. Yeah. And like I didn't know the song by Billy Idol. Billy Idol, but we didn't start the fire. Mm. I'd never heard that song in my life, but I'd heard it in Parks and Rec. Yeah, right. Where okay. Leslie goes, guess what, Ron? I don't know the words. And then she sings like a made-up version. So that <laughs> is the version that, yeah. that I know more than the, the actual one. one. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Um, what is it? Yeah, I, could, I mean, I could do it, but I don't think anyone wants to hear me do a no. rendition of that. So I won't. Um, the fact that Jerry is the constant uh, butt of everyone's jokes in the office, like his name changes <laughs> even, and he's just the fumble, the bumbling mess of a character. He's he clearly loves everyone. Damn it, that Jerry he works with like he loves working. There. I love his dynamic with Donna. Donna's that great. comes in where she sort of she understands him, so she like they're yeah. like friends. Donna, Donna and Jerry in the first season they're so background like they're, they're there. Just, they're never they're, like they they don't get introduced. They're there, but, but they just don't get used don't, till about no. seasons two and three properly. And once they start using them, like just so well, so done. good. Donna, yeah, she's always got all those like boyfriends that were chasing yeah. her, and everyone's <laughs> like, "What? What is it?" Um, and Jerry use them, lose them, something yeah. else. Oh, use them, abuse them, lose them, or something is her like motto with men. She's like trying to get Anne to her relationship with Tom, where uh, <gasps> they're out to lunch and um, they see Ben sitting on a chair eating soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they invite him to their treat yourself, treat day. yourself, and he's like crying. And he dresses up as Batman. He's yeah. like, "This is actually great." That episode, um, no, the one where the she's like, "All right, I'm someone behind you, but just don't make it obvious <laughs> and look around." He just turns around and stares right at him, and she's just like, mm. <laughs> "Very well done." Uh, and then I love like what they do well in this show is the dynamics between all of the characters is phenomenal. Yeah. but they there's a lot of heart in this show mm. too. Like, there's so much heart, and that's what keeps it going between all yeah. the characters and their growth as people as well. Yeah. And I love early on Ron and April have this understanding because oh, she knows genius. that he has a secret alter ego, Duke Silver, where he plays like smooth jazz. jazz. Smooth jazz and clubs um, love him. And so her dad and her mum and dad loved him. So she knows who he is, mm-hmm. but she's going to keep it a secret for him. So they form this like. It's a really good bond, bond. between those two because they, all, they, they u- utilize each other in such smart ways. And then that time he gets a hernia. Yeah, oh my God. I love that episode so much. Do you have herpes? I said I have a hernia. You can have two things. You can have two things. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, I'll go home and get the car <laughs> off the s- sister, like, wasn't it? And then, yeah. Are you, you're still there. I was I just know, checking. I see if you could tell. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then wheeling him out. Yeah. Very well done. Um, anyway, their dynamic's fantastic. I just think every single character has a dynamic with a different character that's unique. Mm-hmm. And similar lot, to how people work in the real world, crazy. It's crazy, right? But like a lot of shows don't do that, and you they'll utilize stronger connections to like drive basically the entire show. And you can no- notice that when they don't use particular characters with other characters. So if you look at How I Met Your Mother, I remember Robin's character, and I can't remember the the one that was married. Essentially, uh, he's in Freaks and Geeks. Marshall. Yeah, I barely watched it. Marshall. It just took a long to get. Like they even call out the fact that those two don't have a dynamic together. There's a whole episode based on it, and it's like, oh, we don't do anything together on screen. And yeah, it's obvious. Like a lot of shows don't do that, but every single character has a dynamic with a different character in this show, and it just works really and well. It, yeah, it's it kind of natural, fantastic, right? And I love that episode where basically Ron and Chris are sort of facing off and Ron's like, yeah, I just basically go to like food and stuff and I get my food and stuff. Oh my God. And like Chris goes to like the, what's the equivalent of like whatever whole foods they have and he gets like organic stuff. And so they go, okay, fine. We're going to have like basically a cook off. We're going to make burgers and we're going to see which one's better. And they go to this like all they like they all follow each other around yeah, like yeah. they go as sort of a, a teams and they go to the Whole Foods and Ron just goes shh I look know. at it and <laughs> yeah. it's like a man just buying some like grains or something yeah it's like he's at the zoo or and something and then <laughs> they get like uh, like fake bacon or something yeah mind you everyone remember this is like you know two thousand and nine to twenty fifteen so yeah, ve- times have changed wasn't like crazy no big yeah and so they get this fake bacon and like Ron takes a couple and he bins it and then he's like another and oh, he's like I can't give it. you another one and April goes Can I'll I have, have one, one? and then, and then the she thing. bins it and Ron's just like good girl like they have this sort of like father daughter yeah, thing going on it is it's very much that and then you know they go to food and stuff like just it's just they have all these yeah. good dynamics that. It's just like if you haven't seen it, seriously. A, yeah, look, I think we should definitely watch it. Wrap it up soon, but I could it, talk forever. It's we just could. There's particular episodes that so just stand fantastic. Out. Like the, well, you were about to talk about it just before we wrap up. This last little bit I remembered. It's when I think she's doing the campaign to become a councilwoman, and they don't have enough money to get the the red carpet out on the oh ice skating rink, and they're all walking out there too. What is, what is the song again? Get on your feet. Get on your feet. Anyway, get up and they make get to like halfway. Happen. They get halfway along the ice. Also, and they have a three like a dog with them. Champion. Champion. Yep. So they get halfway along the ice, and then they realize that to get to the stage. They've got to go onto the actual eyes, so they're just like shuffling. shuffling along, and everyone like is in the crowd watching them to this song. Get on your feet, <laughs> anyway. Like they're falling over. Like Chris, I think Andy's falling over. Yep. The dog pees on Ron, <laughs> and Ron's like, "The dog's peeing I'm, on I'm me." Putting it down. I'm putting it like, down. No, it's only got three feet. <laughs> they get to the they get to the stage, and they realize. As they're getting there, they haven't got enough money. They didn't no buy stairs. stairs. So they have to like all lift up Leslie onto the stage. Everyone's still falling over and the crowd's just sitting there awkwardly watching this whole thing. Get on your feet. And did you notice that the sign above her, they didn't have enough to fill the whole sign. It just says Le, <laughs> yeah. Leslie. So good. <laughs> it was a very oh. smart, very well done episode. It's, it's just, it's smart genius. comedy with yeah. so much heart. And you just fall in love with these characters yeah, and you watch again. them grow up. Yeah. and Yeah, because it goes for seven years. Like, yeah. Like a, Thing. So they definitely develop. It's just one of the, yet again. It's one of those sitcoms that doesn't have a punchline. It doesn't, you know, a setup punchline. Like laugh Jerry, track. who they pick on a lot. Yeah. He, they end up. The creators gave him like a lovely, super lovely hot wife and like a fantastic oh, yeah. family. Like he's the only one with a good family because they were like, we need to give this guy something, like, something. And then even at the end, like he becomes the mayor of Pawnee. Yeah, like yeah. he becomes beloved in a different yeah. way. Like 
He's still a great character because although he's the butt of a lot of jokes, it's still not weirdly done in a cruel way. No, it's, it's like he knows his place in the office is yeah. that he provides that for them yeah. and they go, damn it, Jerry, but he's they like, don't actually not says, like him. I think him. one time he's like, give me responsibility. He's like, no, don't do that. I know I won't <laughs> yeah. do well with it. So he knows what he means to the to everyone else. Um, it's just a good show. As, as we've said, you should check it out. I'm pretty sure it's back on Stan at I the moment. I think so. That's yeah, why I watched it last night. Yeah, so it's, a, it's back on Stan in Australia. Do yourself a favour. Watch it. Trust me to get through the first six episodes of season one. Yeah, trust us. Get to season two. Get in its rhythm and you're going to have a really good time. It's just, it's great. Especially if you're looking for something like that that we Light haven't really easy. had for a long time. Yeah, so that's House on Parks and Rec before we chew yeah. your ear off for another three hours. Could keep going, but um, yes. But as always, thank you to everyone that's getting in touch. Um, mm-hmm. Mitch got in touch about a series that we need to watch, so we will get, we'll to, get that to that one. So thank you, Mitch. Point, thank We're you so much. From. Um, I also want to do a shout out to uh, a couple of people that I know from my previous work that bought some of our shirts. So I want to thank, oh, yeah, thank you. Jackson, Isaac, and Tommy. Thank you so much for buying the shirts, guys. And if anyone else is interested in buying some of our shirts, get in contact with us. Yeah, anyone from my store that's uh, not supporting us, what that's, are you doing? Come on, guys. No, like we've got like half of uh, one store that I used to work at <laughs> wearing the shirt all at once. So anyway, but it's no. great to see. Great to see. So if anyone is interested, please get in contact with me or Tish. We've got the details on how to get one of those. And, and if you want other things like stickers or like a mug or something, let us know and we'll look at like getting that kind of stuff. We just haven't because we don't want to get stuff that there's no – demand for basically i tried to buy some mugs but apparently i had to buy like what was it 400 mugs really you didn't tell me that <laughs> no remember how it was like i showed you the to get the mugs done up and you're like why am i why is it cost like, like the minimum i get is like 400 <laughs> mugs so if you want a mug we've got 400 <laughs> we've of got them. 400 um of them. no but thanks everyone who keeps getting in touch as always you can f- please follow us um you can find us on twitter instagram tiktok threads at binge lists or email us at binge list and box office hits at gmail.com and we do really love hearing from you we yeah. want to hear from more of you please tell us where you're from really tell good. us what you want us to watch force us into doing an episode like shannon's mom did please we'll do it or like we'll Dakota, do it. we did that yeah we'll do it we we've done everyone like pretty much whatever someone suggests give you stuff that you want to you want to hear and, yeah. and stuff because we can keep doing this but we yeah. want to have a sort of a bit of a conversation with you guys as well and sometimes we're just like oh we don't know what we've got to come up with in the next couple of weeks oh that's great that's an idea fantastic we'll put that in the pencil it in when we're ready yeah. yeah, so we definitely want to. So please, 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 please get in touch. Yeah. Also, I'm going to be on a plane in a couple of weeks. So if you've got any plane recommendations, please give them to me. One mm. time I watched um, Million Dollar Baby and I sobbed grossly. Well, fair. That uh, movie is brutal. I thought it wasn't going to be. So please give me recommendations of good things to watch so I don't sob next mm. to my friend for four hours on a plane. Thank you very much. I watched The Woman in Black on a plane. <laughs> I've not seen that. Is that the Dan Radcliffe? No, yeah. that's the woman. No, it is. It is yeah, yeah, it's the woman in black. It's the Daniel Radcliffe one. Anyway, I watched that on a plane. Interesting spot to watch a horror. That's for another. I'll, I'll elaborate on that I'll another watch time. Um, yeah. yeah, so let me know what I should watch on a plane, please. I, yeah. I need some. i got long flights. And as always, I want to thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.